we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i would do you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last time hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode four fast and furious from 2009 lap one i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and this episode is brought to you by TomTom GPS products. TomTom's newest GPS product is called the TomTom Go, now compatible with uh, Siri and Google Now. Um, you can find it at all your local retailers like Best Buy, West, uh, Walmart, Target. TomTom, go confidently. I mean, there's no better company for this sponsorship than for the company to help you get safely back from Mexico to the U.S. Underground through tunnels. Yeah. Yeah, they they hit us up. They, like, you know, they know the product placement in the movie, so they just, you know, wanted to get on it. I thank them for my new GPS, and I hope you like yours. Did you get it? I love it. It is in my car. It is ready to go. I've used it. I haven't really driven far with it yet. I've just done in-town stuff, but it has gotten me where I need to go, and confidently so. Go confidently. Every time. Thank you, Tom Tom. Go confidently. Cool. So this was the movie that you were dreading watching. I was that fucking you were, dreading your it. least favorite. Yeah. Eight minutes in, I started this movie. Watch. I, wa- I started watching this movie before you did. Eight minutes in, I messaged you. I said, "This movie fucking rules." It's not as good as the rest, and I'm not saying True. that it is. True. But would you agree with me that your fears in rewatching it were? Overblown. Way overblown. Way overblown. Cool. I simultaneously remembered way more of this movie than I thought, and also had totally forgot that, like, The Rock isn't in this one. Like, I just, like, put him in this movie somewhere. I don't know where. Yep. But, yeah, because that, I think that the opening scene to this, like, the opening, what, montage or whatever, right? Like, that initial car... The opening sequence, yeah. The opening sequence, yeah. The opening sequence Mm -hmm. is the word I was looking for. I think that that's one of the most memorable opening sequences of any Fast and the Furious. Like, I was watching it and was like, oh, shit, that's this one? The iguana guy, Han driving... What else do you have? You have... um, Dom and Letty. Dom and Letty. You have them driving under... Like, where he does the, like, the tanker jumps over him and he drives under it. Like, that is so badass. And, um... Yeah, I, like, I definitely remembered that part very, very vividly. I didn't think it was in this movie, so. So what I think is really interesting about this movie, as we look at these movies with an analytical lens, is that this movie is really a crossroads. That Han says early on, I'm going to go back to Tokyo, or I'm going to go to Tokyo. I think there's some cool stuff yes. going on over there. Setting up the last movie. Crazy shit. Dom and Letty talk about going down to Brazil, setting up the next movie. Yes. We have the name of this movie, Fast and Furious, is essentially kind of a reboot of the first name. Yes. This is sort of like a level set. Like, this is a movie where they're like, okay, we know the last movie, the last two movies didn't have Vin Diesel, but, like, literally the first person you see in this movie is going to be Vin Diesel. Like, we're back to what you love. We're back to the first movie. We're basically remixing the final action scene from the first movie where they're jacking a truck with three cars. Yes. Here they're jacking a truck with three cars. Yes. But this is how we're starting. Like, it's the kind of thing where a couple years ago when that Mission Impossible movie came out and every commercial and every trailer had Tom Cruise in that airplane and you couldn't escape that. And like, you think this is crazy? This is how we're starting this movie. And like, we're going up from there. Yep. And like, this is like, hey... You remember how, like, you loved from the first movie that crazy, crazy action scene where we jacked that one truck? Well, that's how we're starting this movie. So, like, buckle up. We're going to crank up the Nas. We're going to go crazy on this movie. Crank up the Nas. Even though it's not good as good 
as the rest of the movies. It's this return to where we were with the first movie, with the people that we know, and setting up the next few movies, which are unabashedly my favorite movies in the franchise. I think that's a good way to sum it up. This has a weird timeline and stuff like that, and we can talk about that after we do our first segment, but yep. I think that it this is, you're right, this is the turning point to the franchise right here. As much as I didn't like it, I can respect where it was, and now that I've rewatched it, I'm like, oh shit, this was much better than I remembered, and looking back on it, I'm like, this had a great place, but I couldn't place it yet, so Lynn had a better foresight than I did for the franchise yes. at this point, so that's pretty Absolutely. Cool. So before we get too deep into the podcast and where this fits chronologically in the franchise, let's get to our first segment. So I had a thought. Okay. So we've been calling this segment Hitting the Pavement. However, like I said before, I confuse this in my brain with On the Streets, which is our recap of, like, where are the actors in real life. Yeah. What I'm going to suggest we change this podcast segment name to is extracurricular activities. Because remember in last movie, we're talking about how, you know, he was talking about when he was in Tokyo, he's like, you know, I'm just doing some extracurriculars after school. And that was him racing. We're like, we, that should be a segment. I don't know what that is. That's cool. I think for my brain, we should I change like this, this to extracurricular activities, like what's going on in our lives yeah. outside of the podcast. I like it. I'm sold on it. Like, I just like to, you know, word vomit names until we come up with something that kind of works. Yep. Yep. This was a much more appropriate one. Yeah. Extracurricular activities cool. it is. So in extracurricular activities, I have news. I'm not going to share it yet because I don't want to jinx it. Hopefully, on the next episode, on the April 1st episode of Fast Five, I will have more to share. Oh, yeah, I know your news. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it should be... Fingers crossed. Big moves. Pieces are in motion. Big moves for the Cage Club Podcast Network and our Too Fast, Too Forever podcast here. Well, that I'm just talking about my life in general. The, the big extra creature I know, for the podcast... But you can beep this out... But you, we're going to get a new... Duh. That was my... Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right? Very true. Very That's true. That's what I was hinting at. What we don't have to beep out is that we now have a Facebook page. Oh, we do! <laughs> That's not really an extracurricular activity because it's like no. it's like an in-school... Like a study hall or something, right? It's in-school suspension. In-school in suspension is that we have a Facebook page. And Joey lets me post from it, which is probably a horrible idea. If you go see any of the recent posts, even though it's only been up for like two or three days at this point of recording, I think you'll get a sense of that. Resident historian Mike Manzi, he was not resident historian for this podcast, but he is for Zack Attack and for Magic Mike. Well, where the fuck, what what history would he, like the timeline's so fucked, when would he come in? But he messaged me, he's like, hey, he has a new podcast coming out, which as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, come back to cageclub.me in two days. Check out Third Time's a Charm. His first episode oh, drops yeah. this Saturday, That's cool. March 3rd. I'm excited for it. So he messaged me. He's like, hey, I have a Facebook page for my podcast. And I was like, I messaged Joe and I said, hey, we should have a podcast page for Too Fast, Too Forever. Because I was saying. And he you, says, Joe, you don't do anything for this. Why don't you <laughs> fucking do something? And I was like, eh, that sounds about right. So <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much is essentially what happened. What I was saying is that we should have probably had a Facebook page for our Zack Attack podcast, our Zack Efron podcast. But... We maybe should have one for our Ryan Gosling and Channing Tatum podcast. But... But once they're over, like the Zack Attack one is, it becomes either a fan page or a dead page. And in either case, not really exciting. But since this is going to be the podcast that we hang our hat on... Forever. That we do forever... Forever. We should have a Facebook page that people who like this show can go to this page, 
Check out memes, check out quotes, check out posts. Oh, I got everything. I got everything cooking. Trust me. It's an all-timer tonight. <laughs> it's an all-timer tonight for sure. Facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever. Search it on Facebook, Too Fast Too Forever, the Fast and Furious podcast. Whatever you want to do to find it, go like this page, email us, family at cageclub.me. We'll get to the mailbag segment later. While we're in here in extracurricular activities talking about things that aren't exactly tied to yes. the movies, go check out our new Facebook page, email us, let us know what you think. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be a Too Fast Too Forever fan. It is. Just fucking, just let us know, man. Yeah, what extracurricular activities you have cooking? Something that we did together, my friend, that we didn't talk about. Hmm. I came to visit you, and we went to go see a hockey game. We sure did. And we're going to do that again next month, too. But Except next month's going to happen after we record the Fast Five episode. So that'll be on the Furious 6, Fast and Furious 6 episode. But yeah, we yes, went to so a Penguins-Devils game. We did. Devils in, won. Yeah, I know. Ha! But the Penguins are were, were in first place. I haven't checked the standings since they played last. We jumped you anyways, assholes. So that's good. And um, what else <laughs> have I been up to? You say that like I care about hockey at all, which I don't. I know. But you don't. It's okay. I do. It's so, cool. Yeah. I had, like, just a fucking nonsensical bullshit happening all around that, like, I'm not going to bother anyone with. Oh, I, I, I have a really cool extracurricular activity. I oh, haven't yeah? gotten that? it yet, but I ordered a new cast iron skillet, and oh. I'm very excited for it. It's a boutique cast iron skillet from Stargazer.com. They make, like, these high-end cast iron skillets, and that's that's pretty much what I'm most excited for. I like to do, Rachel and I like to do a lot of cooking. I was fucking sick of my Lodge cast iron one. So that's probably the most boring news ever for everyone, any, nobody listening. But uh, that's what's going on People in my life. People listen. Right? Nobody fucking listens to this. Yeah, that's all I could think of that we've been up to. Yeah, oh no, and I also went to St. Louis the other weekend. I forgot about that. That's right. Sure did. Yeah, I went to St. Louis. Saw Sidney Crosby's 400th goal. I did. I went to go see more hockey. Let's do that hockey. Did you watch this Chance the Rapper segment about the hockey? Did you watch it, the SNL nope. one? Nope. Oh, God, I'm going to send it to you afterwards. It's really, really funny. It's just, like, Chance the Rapper, like, being a hockey announcer, but he, the premise is that he was an NBA, like, a Knicks announcer, but he's, like, now commenting on Rangers games, and it's just, like, you know, the guy that knows nothing about, it's really funny. Yeah, I went to St. Louis, um, I ate some barbecue there, Rachel and I went, what else did we do? We got to drink some good beers, I went to Side Project Brewing, which was awesome, it's been a destination. We drink a lot of beers, and I travel a lot for beer, so it was a brewery that i really wanted to go to for a while and i could hit that in a penguins game and barbecue all in the same weekend so i was happy and i'm back now and i don't think i have any travel plans as of right now so that's what i want to yep that was my extracurricular activities i have one more bit that has nothing to do with us really but it's a question for you that doesn't really quite fit for this podcast okay but it just happened and i want to bring it up Okay. So on Magic Mike's, we talked about how Channing Tatum has born and bred vodka. He has his own vodka line, his own vodka company, whatever. Yes. I don't know if you heard, but today news broke that Ryan Reynolds bought Aviation Gin. He bought a gin company. Oh, no, I didn't hear this. That's cool. We don't do a podcast about Ryan Reynolds, but we like Ryan Reynolds. We like I his do. wife, yep. Blake Lively. Yep, you I know, do. Cool couple. Yep, they're cool. I was talking to friend of the show, Melissa Lynham, who might be on a future episode. Who knows? We will talk about future laps at a later point in this episode, because I want to bring those up later. Okay. She was asking about Gosling and liquor, and I said, well, look, okay, so we've got the official liquor of, or the official alcohol 
of Magic Mike's is born and bred vodka. Yes. The official alcohol of this podcast is Corona. Obviously. obviously. Corona, yes. I said the official alcohol of Zack Attack is probably something like Jungle Juice, maybe? Four Loco. Watermelon Four Locos. Fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) But original recipe, Watermelon Four Locos is what the official. Before my college got it banned from liquor stores across the country. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, go ahead. Still the best. Yeah. She was asking if Ryan Gosling had an alcohol, what would it be? And I said, I think I, and she I think asked he does. about, does, does he? he? I think he does. Did you not look it up? I think he has one. I don't and look if it not, up because I'm going to tell you what I imagine it as, and I'll explain why I imagined it. And it might be true. It might not. Let me look it up. Go ahead. You keep talking. She asked, she said she could see Ryan Gosling having his own cool alcohol company like a whiskey. And then she asked, is vermouth classy? I could see him having that maybe. Oh. And she says, she looked it up and she said, vermouth is an aromatized, fortified wine. Flavored yeah. with various botanicals. And she, yeah, she said part too of a girly. Martini. I said too girly? Or no. perfect for boyfriend material. And she said, perfect oh my god, me. you're right. That's so boyfriendy. That is true. I thought that Ryan Gosling had a liquor company. And I thought when you first said that, it was tequila. But that is okay. Justin Timberlake, right? Oh, okay. Justin Timberlake and George Clooney both have tequila brands. And so I kind of grouped him into this dreamy renaissance man tequila branding, but apparently he doesn't. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see vermouth. I could see gin. I could see tequila for sure. Bourbon, he's he's like a little too soft for bourbon, right? Like he needs to be like a little bit more rough around the edges for I me. I think so, yeah. I wonder when he's going to buy his own liquor company because apparently it's a cool thing to do now. I was going to say he might want to tap into his familial roots, not his family roots, but the Ava Mendes side of things. And I was thinking, Ooh. you know, possibly something Latin like Mezcal, but she's Cuban. And I don't know, is there a Cuban liquor? I know Cuban's known for their uh, cigars, among other things. Isn't it? Is what, are, what are they making? Is there a Cuban liquor? Whatever, Cuban liquor. I think it's the thing that they use to make Caipirinhas. I think rum is big in Cuba. There's like a special... Oh, fuck. I'm going to sound like an idiot. You might have to edit this out if I'm not right. So that, so that Rachel doesn't get mad at me later. <laughs> Resident liquor liquor historian Rachel. Shout out Rachel. Thank you for listening. Shout we out appreciate, Rachel. We appreciate every time that you listen. We just wanted to say that Cuban liquor brands. Yeah, I'm assuming it's rum, but it's also like no. You know what? It's not. I think it's Brazil that makes Caipirinha. So I'm just an idiot, and um, you can leave that in for her to make fun of me about it. Sure. But um, sure. yeah, let's just stick with rum. Yeah, he could have a rum. That would be kind of cool, right? Yeah, I think so too. I think that would. He either needs something like sort of girly and sort of boyfriendy. Or something that I think taps into that Spanglish heritage that we talked about on the last episode of boyfriend material that yeah. he's raising his family with. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, and it would be made in Cuba because we just, like, you know, removed the embargo for now. We're making Cuba great again. <laughs> God damn. Yes, we are making Cuba great again. Is there anything else you want to mention in extracurricular activities before we talk about the movie, or are we good for here? No, I'm good. I, I said everything that happened in my life. Uh, cast iron pants, traveling, hockey. That's about all that's going on right now. So, so in this movie, I think the, the, the important first place to start is we get Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman herself, Giselle herself, early. the future Mrs. Han, early. But, but what I did not remember is Go she's ahead, a bad I didn't guy. either. I didn't remember she's a bad guy, and I also didn't remember she's like flirting with Dom real heavy in this movie. Because I just imagine her and Han together. Yep. I, I totally forgot about their 
past of like her trying to like really get with Dom. Because in the opening scene here, we have three cars. We have the twins, who again I forgot were in this movie. Or yes, the brothers at least. Yes, only for a brief second too. Dom and Letty, the uh, perpetual power couple. Yes. And then we have Han and some just random girl who we never see again. And I really thought that it was um, Gal Gadot in the beginning when we were first rewatching. I was like, okay, here, Han and Gal Gadot. And it's like, no, it's not her. And I like noticed and I was like, is this some other nope. girl? And then I couldn't place it. And then all of a sudden we see Braga, fake Braga, real Braga come out. And Gal Gadot's like with him. Like she's, well, it, yeah. Well, because not only is Gal Gadot a bad guy but she is sort of the head villains like right hand woman like she's like second in command it seems like yeah man strong powerful women we talked about this before she's pretty high up in this cartel gang good for her as usual in the fast and the furious franchise we have women in power roles so that's pretty cool i totally totally forgot this part too i think i'm just imagining like a completely different movie when i look back on it i think that i had ma- probably seen the beginning of this movie a bunch but not really like the middle to end of it okay when we talked about this we're still not at a point where like you've seen these you saw this movie as part of the five pack right correct yep i've only seen this movie once before tonight when this movie came out to talk about my timeline sure i was in japan because i was chasing tokyo drift when this movie had come out so when the fourth one came out I didn't really go see movies in Japan because in Japan, oh, this is like a really like weird thing. In Japan, all the movies at the time that I was there, at least, were really expensive to see. Like a ticket to go see a movie was like $20 or something. Okay. But what they would do is when you got into the movie, like popcorn, hot dogs, sodas were like a dollar each. So it was like essentially like the same cost. But you had to eat there to make it worth it. Yeah. So, like, that's how they handled their movie-going experiences. Um, but I had never seen a movie. I missed The Dark Knight that year, too, that came out. Okay. Because it didn't release yet. The Dark Knight hadn't released yet. So, because The Dark Knight was, like, 08 here, and this movie that we're talking about today, Fast and Furious, was 09. But I can see them both coming out in the same summer or whatever of 09 or 10. Or... When were you over in Tokyo? Like, what, what summer or what year? I think it had to be summer of 09. It had to be. When did you graduate college? 2011? 2012? Yes, 2011. Okay, so a year after me. So the summer before your junior year, between sophomore and junior year, you went to Japan? Does that sound right? Maybe it was summer of freshman year. I'm not sure. So this movie came out in 09. So if this movie came out while you were there, if it released on time over there, it would have been summer 09. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it was. That makes sense. Let me check the... I'm going to tell you how I'll know this is the Stanley Cup finals history will tell me what what was going on at the time because the Penguins played the Red Wings and they lost in the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs) And that's how I know that, like, I was there. Sure. Yeah. You know what's really weird? I don't know if you think of this like this, but I don't have a great memory of movies and stuff. Like, if I see a movie, unless I've seen a movie a bunch, or recently, I can't really talk about it eloquently. However, for some reason, the way that my brain works, I'm able to remember where I was when I heard different podcasts for the first time. And, like, I have very uh. vivid memories of hearing things and, like, where I was driving when I heard that 
or like what time of my life like it's just this weird the way that like memory works is so weird i feel like there's because you know there was those commercials i think for maybe axe body spray where it was like you know scent is the strongest sense tied to memory it's like well yeah because like apparently that's scientifically proven that like you remember smells more than anything else but in my brain i'm able to remember like specific points where i was driving when listening to certain episodes of my favorite podcast which i feel is crazy but it's just the way that my brain works, so that's sort of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I can definitely place myself in places. Like, I can relate it to a place that I was at. Like, I do it when I was drinking beer. Like, uh, Zach will be like, I don't think we ever had this beer before. And I'll be like, yeah, we did. And he'll be like, where? And I'll be like, I remember drinking one here. And he's like, how do you remember that? I don't fucking know. Okay, so, no, I was there in 08, but this movie came out the next year. Either way, I'm tying this together because I, the first time I saw this movie was with one of my ex-girlfriends like just we watched it i had it downloaded and um okay and we watched it together was this the Anne hathaway girlfriend or no 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 this was after that <laughs> go check out magic mics for the story there for the story there so no and and uh, we watched it and it felt like it was like right when i had come back like summer after but if i was there like the summer before maybe she just was around much longer than i remember and that's scary let me actually see when this came out because i, I did it's april I, 3rd 2009 i looked up the box office and the budget which we can guess later which you can guess no later. shit you know what i didn't see this then i watched fast five with her then because what time what time did fast oh. five come out 2011 no it was probably wasn't that either then that's even later. Like, that's way later. Time is a flat circle. Who knows what you watched with who, when. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Yeah, I don't remember the first time I saw this then, but I haven't seen it that many times. Mainly because I know that I get kind of, like, lost in the middle of this movie somehow. We'll talk about it as we get there. But go ahead. Continue on. Sorry for distracting you. I'm just trying to think, while we watch this movie, who's in these movies of note to future or past movies. So we have Paul Walker back, obviously. We have Vin back, obviously. We have Michelle Rodriguez back as Lenny. The We've twins. Got the brothers of the twins who will come back Han. later. This is their first int- first appearance. Han is yes. back. Gal Gadot is here. Who yes. Gal Gadot basically goes from... So Fast and the Furious, which without spoiling future movies in case you're watching along with us for the first time, Fast and the Furious has this remarkable ability to turn villains into heroes, or at least join the team yes. from one movie to the next. So yes, Gal Gadot, who's not really a villain here, but she's on the bad guy's team, Vin sa- Dom saves her life by pulling her out of the way of a speeding car. Yes. And now she's just part of the crew. Like, that's just, that's all it takes. Like, she's just part of family now. Well, she also had, like, a huge hard-on for Dom, so I think that that helps flirting with or having had sex with dom makes it really easily accessible to family however she's flirting with dom but this is okay so before we get here actually we need to bring up the fact that letty dies or dom hears we don't see letty die but dom finds out literally 15 minutes into this movie that letty is dead he has this like weird surreal flashback where he's in the middle of it no 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 out. it's not a flashback he goes to the crime scene and i I, yeah. I pulled this off letterbox but he goes to the crime scene and like the letterbox review says he pulls like a will graham from the tv show hannibal and he basically recreates the crime scene exactly what happened in his and he head. sees the metro the, the nitro meth and he just sees exactly how this happened yeah and that's what spawns his journey or his revenge against these unknown assailants who killed Letty. He can see exactly how it played out in his head. He knows that this is how it happened. 
and he goes and tries to avenge Letty because she's dead. Because they, like, oh, and her sister, like, somehow knew about it, and Letty, like, dropped off Dom's chain. But yes, very early in the movie, Letty's dead, Vin has to go avenge her, which is really sad because Letty was a really great character, and we just, like, lose her in the movie. Like, she's in, like, a scene in this movie, essentially. What's really remarkable to me about Letty is that she's such a prominent figure in this franchise, but she's not in two. She's not in three. She's barely in four. Yeah. She's not in five. Yeah. She's in one, a little bit of this one, and then, spoiler alert... No! Don't... (laughs) No! (laughs) Don't ruin it! But, like, I feel like if you've seen anything, like, she's still the face of these movies. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah! So if you've seen trailers for six, seven, or eight, you know that she's in them. So she's not actually dead. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to spoil future movies... But she's not I mean, you're not really spoiling dead. anything, considering we just saw Han die, and Han is immediately in this movie. Right. And we're like, well, what the fuck happened here? And they just explain, like, oh, no. We brought Han back because he was a cool character last time, but we're going to pretend like he goes and dies now. And then in the next movie, they're like, just kidding. He didn't die yet. We're going to go back further yes. in time to give him a couple more movies. And then, yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. But that's what's so weird, is that Letty, who is, you know, along with Mia, the most prominent female member of this crew... She's an early member, yeah, founding member. four of the eight movies. I didn't really think about it, now that you say that. And there's not not even, like, all four. Like, in all of them, yeah. She's in four full movies, and she's in 15 minutes of this one. Vin missed two, and was in a scene, the the credit scene of three. Yeah. But, like... In my mind, I'm like, oh, Vin missed more than Letty did, than Michelle Rodriguez did, but, like, that's not no. true. No. Like, he's No, I never it. thought that. But, yeah, you're right. That Like, I never thought that Letty missed more than Dom. Like, I knew she was, like, missing from a couple, or, like, not very prominent in a couple. But she's missing significantly. I mean, like, 2 is really a, a sort of a, not a reboot, but 2 is just, like, a shift in focus that we follow Brian from L.A. to Miami. We do that. 3 yeah. is, like, a total reboot. This is sort of like a reboot, kind of, in that we're bringing it back to America. Yes. And then from here on out, like, this is the start of, like, where we're going. That Mm -hmm. the rest of the franchise builds off where we were in this movie, and this is sort of the start of, like, what we know to be the Fast and Furious franchise. Yep, this is where we are now, and this is where we're continuing along now. In this movie, we get lots of, like you were saying, Dom's in this movie pretty prominently, right? He's back, and they want to use him. So we get lots of awesome Dom scenes throughout. So much Dom. So much Dom, so much Brian. They really gave the fans what they wanted, but um, I highlighted some of my favorite Dom scenes, if you want to talk about our favorite Dom scenes in this movie. Sure. I think what I want to set up before we do that is that this movie is about both Brian and Dom, once again, on opposite sides of the law, cop and criminal. But they're both pursuing the same guy, the same group. Yes, Brian and his feds, he has escalated from police to feds. He's pursuing this crew for trafficking heroin. God only knows how he Mexico. became a federal agent because, like, between one and two, he let, like, a bunch of criminals go and, like, all this... Uh, but, yeah, whatever. Okay, so now he's a federal agent. Continue on. Well, that's why... <laughs> I think we know why he was recruited because in that diner scene uh, with him and Mia... He says, I lied to you. I lied to Dom. I lied to everybody. That's what I, I lied do best. to America. That's why the feds <laughs> recruited me. <laughs> 
she says, maybe you're lying to yourself. Maybe you're not the good guy pretending to be the bad guy. Maybe you're the bad guy pretending to be the good guy. Do you ever think about that? He says, every day. That's such a badass monologue, dude. I really like that scene of them in the coffee shop. It was really good. I've forgotten about it, and I really love it. Brian and his fed crew are trying to pursue this group for trafficking heroin into America. Dom is it? Is it heroin? That's what they're doing? It is heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dom, it just so happens to be following or tracking the same crew because, coincidentally, they're the ones he finds who killed Letty. That it's this nitro meth. He goes to the scene of the crime. There's this, like, tread or this, like, afterburn or whatever mark on the street. And it's only from one type of chemical. And there's only one car in the area that has it. And it's this guy in the crew's car. And so he goes to this guy. He goes to this guy, David Park, who's the entry point for both of them. And that's what ultimately lead them to the the main bad guy and the group, which includes Gal Gadot. Yes. One part that you left out is that Letty was working for the heroin dealers, too. That's, like, part of the thing. She was, But she was an informant. That's well, what we didn't know thing. that yet. Way to right. ruin it. But yes, she was an informant because, in an awesome twist, she was actually working with Brian to save Dom from himself. That's why. So she was, like, doing this job with Brian to help bring down this cartel so that Dom would get released or, like, they wouldn't chase him anymore so that she could get Dom back. And so she's doing all this to try to clear Dom's name. Yes. At the end of the movie, Brian's like, look, we're going to get this guy, but in exchange, you need to let Dom walk. And basically his boss sort of says, like, okay. But then at the very end of the movie, after things go according to plan, the judge is like, no, I'm sentencing you 25 years to life. No parole. Yeah, you're done. No parole, nothing. You're gone. Yeah. However, what this movie ends with, which is what the next movie begins with, we won't get into there, we're like, this crew is not going to let Dom go down without a fight. They're going to jack him off this prison escort bus before he gets to prison. Yes. They're going to bust him out. He's going to go back to the family. We will yes. pick that up next month on Fast Five, my favorite film in the franchise. But both Dom and Letty are doing the stuff with the police, with the cops, trying to take down this heroin crew, this yes. trafficking crew, this drug crew, mm-hmm. with the sole intention, sort of, to free Dom. Yeah, that's that's right? like their whole yeah, that's their whole goal. They're freeing Dom. Dom just doesn't know it. He's dicking around, breaking more laws. <laughs> In fucking the Dominican Republic. And, like, somebody yep. should call him and been like, hey, stop breaking laws for a little bit, and maybe we'll get you out of this. Can we talk about my favorite Dom moments? Sure. Because I think we it. summed up the story. I think that's, like, the pretty much, like, the basis of the story. Yeah, the story is that there's a, crew, there's a bad crew trafficking heroin. Both Dom and Brian are pursuing them for different reasons. Ultimately, they One's a good guy, one's a bad guy. They come back together to be family. Brian and Mia kind of rekindle their relationship. They're up and down, but by the end of this movie, they are together. They are firmly together. Yeah. Not to spoil anything, but they are firmly together for the rest of Paul Walker's life. Yes, literally and figuratively. Yeah. So we have some, like, some really cool Dom shots, right? That's what I've been trying to get to. My One of my favorite is when Dom is in the garage, and he pulls that guy out, and the guy's like, like, don't fucking touch me again, and, like, tell your sister I said hi. And then Dom goes and, like, drops the engine and just grabs the chain before it falls yeah. on his head, just, like, one-armed. His head. One-armed yes. Vin Diesel holding an engine. That was probably one of my favorite Dom moments of this movie. Definitely. Yeah, there's that. Who says you're bleeding on my floor? I don't remember that. You're bleeding on my floor is when they are in the federal agent's office. I don't know if he's DEA or what he is, 
but that's when the guy Brian is fights like him. chewing Brian out for like yeah. being reckless and everything, and Brian slams his head against the wall and opens like multiple cuts in this guy's face, his other federal agent's face, and then their boss is like, go clean yourself up, you're bleeding on my floor, and the guy's like, he hit me first, he's like, I don't give a shit, like, get out of here. Like, he's on Brian's side, so that's what that line's about. Yes, okay, now I remember that part. Then we go from, like, that, where he's, like, trying to find out who Braga is, like, Dom's doing his own research, Brian's doing his own research, they're going about it different ways, but they're getting to the same point. They get to the point where they meet Gal Gadot, and she's, like, the recruiter for the drivers, obviously they're gonna need drivers in this movie, that's the only way we can bring them together. Dom goes, like, what's the cargo? Or, like, what are we carrying? And the guy's like, doesn't matter, like, we're gonna pay you enough, like, doesn't fucking matter. And he's like, you wanted real drivers, though, and any real driver knows what's in his car. And, like, Gal Gadot's, like, heart (laughs) flutters. Like, you see it visibly, like, she gets, like, really, like, excited about it. And I was like, oh, Dom is back. Wait, so before you go on there, let's talk about that, like, initiation into that. So, like, they have this race. It's like a five-mile race through town. Only five miles, by the way. It looked like it was, like, 30 miles of mapping. But thank you to TomTom for our new GPSs. Shout out TomTom. Go confidently. We appreciate the new new GPS TomTom goes. What was funny about that scene is that it's a five-mile race, and we watched, like, what seems like three or four minutes of, like, race... And they're like, all right, four and a half miles to go. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's yeah. like a long way to get half a mile. Because they keep, they keep having to reroute. They keep saying rerouting, rerouting. Thank you, Tom Tom. You are very you, Tom, up to Tom. date on terms of how to get from point A to point B. And it knows traffic, much like the new Tom Toms. We, they still kept that feature. It has yep. traffic updates and stuff. So so we go like three or four minutes to go from five miles to four and a half miles. And then we go another like minute. It's like, all right, one quarter mile left. I was like, what the fuck? Like, where did we get? How did we how do we spend so little time getting from four and a half miles to like the end of the race, but it gets down to the point where it's basically Dom against Brian. Well, because we kill off the first guy, the second guy who the first guy called a ghetto Smurf, he is in the BMW and he and Dom are racing essentially the whole time while Brian's playing catch up. And Brian's just trying to get back on the track because he's recalculating, recalculating. Then it goes and like that guy, they just, you know, they do the classic Brian and Dom kill him by, like, yep. running him into a off-ramp or something, and he just dies and we keep going. But eventually it gets down to just the two of them, and Dom pulls, like, a 180 and sort of, like, fishtails and, like, knocks Brian aside, and Dom wins the race. Yes. And I wrote down the quote, I love the quote, he's just like, still a buster. Like, just, you know, yeah, he's still like, I know. You know, this guy, he's never gonna beat me or whatever. He's not even talking to him, he just, like, says it to himself in the car. That's the... I love it. Yeah, I know. Classic Dom. Classic Dom. But then we have a great scene between Dom and Giselle, between Vin and Gal Gadot. She's this is like, so badass. She's driver's license, and he says, what driver's license? She's like, okay, badass, guess, by the way. Guess he doesn't yeah. have that. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, uh, fingerprint, thumbprint, and he gives her that, and then he's like, she's like phone number he's like what she's like no that's for me i was like oh shit shit." yeah same dude i that was when i was like oh shit i totally forgot that they were like kind of flirty in this one i don't think that they're flirty i think she's flirty with him because later when they're in the garage she asks him about you know what kind of girl he's into and he says quote it starts with the eyes she's got to have those kind of eyes that can look right through the bullshit to the good in someone 20% 20% angel, 80% devil, down to earth, ain't afraid to get a little engine grease under her fingernails. And Gal says, that doesn't sound like me, and he says, it sounds it nothing like me. Yeah. That's Letty. You know, Dom, for how much of a playboy he could be in this series, in this franchise, 
his heart belongs to one woman, Letty. And, like, even though Gal Gadot is this beautiful woman throwing herself at him, essentially, he's saying to her, you're not who I'm into. Like, he's not saying, essentially, that it's only Letty, but, like, if somebody's going to replace Letty in his heart, it's not Gal Gadot. It's going to be someone who's sort of, like, kind of one of the guys who's not afraid to get dirty, who's, like, a badass, who's a tougher chick. And Gal Gadot does become a vital part of this crew over the next couple movies but in this movie where she's a bad guy she's not there yet no exactly and we also just have to hand her off to han so good job for him i'm excited to get the fast five and see how they hook up because i don't remember that but i don't remember i thought they were sort of there from the beginning i I sort of assumed that they were together from the beginning but they're not nope i totally forgot about all of this that's why i'm glad that we are re-watching them and trust me we'll get very familiar with how all of these things happened absolutely (laughs) i'm so excited in enough time dom beats brian in the race becomes part of the crew to traffic the heroin from mexico to to u.s let's not skimp that part because there's a guy named what's his name dwight Dwayne. So yeah, so Dwayne. that's what I was going to say next. Good. No, it's Dwight. It's Dwight. Is it Dwight or is it Dwayne? I don't remember. It's Dwight. And Dwight, I just kept calling not David Spade. Because he looks like a David Spade kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not yeah. David Spade. He's already in the crew. And he is this guy who taunts Brian. He's like, you know, tuners are never going to beat American Muscle. Like, he's sort of like a Dom without anything to back it up. Yeah, he's like a really lame Brian, Dom. Brian, being FBI or being DEA or being some kind of federal agent, oh, has him arrested and basically plants meth on him. And the guy, he's really, this is this is yeah. the funniest thing I think in the whole movie. The guy he's with like, yo, man, that's never, that's never going to stick. And Brian, we don't know it's him, takes his mask off to reveal to us that it's him. He's like, doesn't have to. The entire point of this, like, fake drug bust was to get this guy arrested so that Brian could join the crew. It's like this crazy elaborate plan that works beautifully and it's just wonderful. This is fucking Red Pill Reddit all day right here. The government conspired to to join a a gang by fake arresting some... Yeah, Pizzagated. This whole shit just to happen. I agree. I, like, really laughed. I have that in my notes, too. Like, he plants meth. Also, the choice of him planting meth on him and then looking for meth, nitromethane, they needed to clear, clear this up. Like, use the nitromethane gas, plant coke on him or something like that, so right. that... We're not Traffic just saying heroin. everybody's meth. Three different things, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they needed to... If I could rewrite it, that's what I would have to do. They got this guy arrested, so now they're both going to be drivers for Braga. So they go to the right. club. I wrote down in my notes, shout out Corona, first sponsor for this podcast. Yes, they are thank drinking you, Corona. Corona. That Dom asked for Corona by name at the bar, yes. at the club. He's like, I want a Corona. You can have any brew you want, as long as it's Corona. Amen. That's the rule in my house. I wrote down another quote in here that was great. This is when, I think this might be the first time that Dom and Giselle, that Dom and Gal Gadot speak. And she says to him, are you one of those boys who prefers cars to women? And he says, I'm one of those boys who enjoys a fine body regardless of make. And I wrote down, Lenny isn't even cold yet. Like, she's not even, like, (laughs) cold in the ground. And he's already like, I can fuck a car or I can fuck you. Like, either way. I don't care what it is. As long as it's got curves, I'm down. I came here to fucking race, and I'm all out of racing. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was really laughing at that. He also has, like, a really good... Oh, shit. What was the line? Oh, yeah. So, like, they're in the club, and Braga's like, I see that you have, like, all of these warrants and stuff. And he's like, yeah. That's because when I see cop lights, I don't stop. <laughs> That's the perfect transition into later... 
when Brian is being monitored as he's like gaining access to the crew, like sort of proving his chops for the crew, you know, he's got that tracking chip by the feds and the feds say yes. to him, that's your third traffic violation in the last three blocks. Slow it down, O'Connor. And he says, sure thing, dad. That I think is the moment where it's like, oh, he and Dom are like two peas in the pot. Like they're exactly the same thing. Like they don't give a fuck about common traffic laws. Like they're going to exactly. get where they need to go at the speed they want to get there and nothing's going to stop them. I agree. That's pretty awesome. They are. I mean, we're just getting to the point where we're just showing that they're the same. They're on two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? Like Brian's just got to realize that he is not a good guy pretending to be bad. He's actually, you know, part of the crew. Like not that not that Dom and Letty are bad guys, but in terms of the law, in terms of the way that the law looks at them, he's more criminal than cop. Exactly. Now that we're gonna do a real drive, right? And Dom and Brian are with the crew with the guy that has the nitromethane. Whatever his he has like a like his name's like Viper or something, right? What's his name? It's something weird. The guy that has the nitromethane car that like killed Letty. Phoenix. Phoenix. I was close. See, I said Viper, but it was Phoenix. Okay. Yes. And Dom says to him, only pussies run nitro meth. <laughs> and Phoenix says, you looked under my hood? Uh, yeah, that, not not that you called me a vagina. He's just mad that he looked under his car's hood. That's what's, that's the real problem here. So yeah, so he's mad at him about this. I love that Like he that the Dom calls him a pussy here. And then at the end of the movie, you know, jumping ahead to the end, when he pins Phoenix against the car, when Phoenix is about to shoot and kill Brian, he again calls him a pussy. Like, he pins him with his car against the other car, and he gets out, he's just like, pussy. And it's like, that's <laughs> an insult for this guy. Like, it's just, it's not like a real great callback, but like, it's this specific insult that is sort of sexist in the meaning and whatever, but I like that Dom is only using it for this one guy. And I don't think he ever uses it ever and again in the, any other movies. Like, he just uses it, it's just this, Dom just hates this guy in the world. Like, that's yeah, it. Because he, this is the guy who, in Dom's mind, killed Letty. And, like, he is the scum yeah. of the earth. He is the it. worst person. It, it's sort of unfortunate that he uses this term. Like, I'm sure there's going to be, like, a, there's got to be a funnier name that he could be calling this guy. You know what I mean? Like, instead of a pussy, like, whatever. Yeah. But I like that it's, like, in his brain, this is the word that's associated with this guy, with Phoenix, and that Dom, both in this moment of conflict, and then at the end when he ultimately kills him, that's the name he uses. That's the word that he calls this guy. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked it a lot, too. That was a really fun part of the movie. It makes me really, really happy. But you've missed something, and it's a very important point for us. Before he gets out of the car, we see Dom reach down, and he has fucking Nos in his car. There is Nos throughout this entire movie. No, there isn't. When is it? Did you track them? The twins have Nos in their car in the opening scene. They don't use it. Okay. There's Nos in this scene. Brian is... This is the first time I think in the podcast or in the show, in the, in the franchise. Brian is drinking Nos, the energy drink. Yes, we see some signs That's for it. I did notice that. Yes. That he drops the tracking chip into to like ruin the tracking chip to get that out of the way. Yes. True. There's the Nos later in the movie that Dom explodes. That's the one that was in his car right there. When they get to Mexico and they find out that the plan, that Braga's plan is to kill all the drivers so he doesn't have to pay them, they get them to shut up. Dom explodes 
basically gets the Nas in the car to explode that takes out most of the cars, and that's when Dom and Brian steal the Hummer with like $60 million or whatever in heroin to get yeah. back to America. Like, you know, that's yes. that's the plan there. So, like, there's Nas... Like, people don't use it in a way that they were in the first few movies in terms of, like, boosting ahead in the race. No, in the second movie, they shoot the guys out of the car with the Nas, so... True, and the, yeah, the injector seat, yeah. We're you, moving to this weird Nas world where it's not used for racing, it's used as, like, a fun toy to do other shit. It's a weapon. It's yeah. a weapon. Nas, Nas was always a weapon, but it's it went from a weapon on the streets to a weapon in the sheets. I wrote down that Dom's cranking it. Like, when things are getting tense, he's, like, cranking the Nas. He's like, you know, I might need this for something. Yeah. I'm just going through, I think, I talked about all the parts of the movie that I wanted to talk about. Are we cool with, like, the the chronology of the movie? I think so. There's a couple of things I wrote down that, like, after they sort of reconnect, right? Like, after they go to the club and they go back, this is before, I think there's, like, one more falling out and one more reconnection. There is the family dinner between Dom and Mia and Brian. We get a family dinner in this one. Yes, we do. Mia does a blessing to food, family, and friendship, which I kind of love. I kind of like that Dom ate the first piece of chicken in this one. He was so distraught that he forgot to do a prayer first. And Mia says, no, we always say grace. And so she does the prayer. The other big reveal in this movie that I have written down in my notes is that this guy that we've been dealing with, Compost, who is sort of the boss of Gal Gadot. His name is Compost? turns out to be Compost, C-A-M-P-O-S. Compost, okay. He's Braga. That he's the yes. head of this organization, that they hired some, like, you know, whatever guy to be Braga, but he's not actually Braga. Braga's kind of doing this hiding in plain sight. That's when, like, they, they reveal that, and that's when he gets, that's that's when he, like, burns out and, like, tries to run over, not, he doesn't try to run over Giselle, but he's about to run over Giselle. Dom saves her. That's when they have that bonding moment. That's when she basically joins his crew unofficially. Yeah. And then we cut to Brian and Mia back in her place making out, sort of making up for lost time, like, hey, we're back together now, we're good now. Exactly. Isn't that where Dom got shot, and Mia has to, like, clean him out? This is, yeah, right before the thing. Yeah. We just kind of Dom got shot in the, the back, line. yeah, the upper back, yeah. So, any more movie points? There's the cr- climactic scene where they go to Mexico, they, they drive back. There's a scene at one point where Vin Diesel elbows the glass out of his window instead of rolling it down so he can shoot the shotgun, which is pretty cool. This is this is very reminiscent of Tyrese breaking windows in the other movie, remember? Because he, he breaks in the... Fast he, and Fur- he, he fast breaks, and Furious. Yeah, he breaks the window to steal the WRX, which um, yep. my friends were very excited about. Apparently, they're all watching uh, Fast and Furious with us, but they don't want to send emails or comment. Family at gageclub.me. Facebook.com slash too fast too forever. They all have WRXs, so they were really excited that in this movie Dom drives a WRX for a while. Because he steals it from the impound lot, so yes. that was pretty cool. Oh that was that was really cool is that like, you know, there's that uh, assistant or that whatever woman, the lesser agent in the in the uh, fed federal agency, whatever it is. Yeah. And they're they're looking through the, the impound lot. She's like, We got this car, we got this car, we got this car and Brian's like, Cool. She's like, which one do you want? He's like, No, no, no. I want all of them. Like, I like that he is, in this movie, maybe the only time in the entire series where he's just like, no, I want all of these cars. Like, where he doesn't have to, like, buy them or make them or tune them up or whatever. He's just able to sort of use them from the impound lot, be like, 
these are the cards that I want. And also that goes back to earlier in the movie where he finds the right David Park because yeah. he's like, that's a card that yeah. I would drive. Exactly. She's like going through the list. She's like, there's like a, there's a Prius, there's um, like a GNC truck. And he's like, no, not him. And then she gets to like the Nissan 240. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like a car that I would drive. (laughs) (laughs) I like that line too. That was pretty cool. This movie was littered with great, great lines. I hadn't remembered. And I'm very glad we got to rewatch it because some of these might be some of my favorite in the series, to be honest. Another really good line is that at the end of the movie, after Dom saves Brian's life, that the guys are killed, that the guys are sort of in custody, whatever it is going to be, they hear the sirens coming and Brian says, you got to get out of here. And Dom says, I ain't running anymore. Finish it out, because it gets funny. Go ahead. And then Brian says, you know I would have won that race earlier in the movie. You know I would have won that race if you didn't cheat, right? Dom's like, <laughs> And then that's when they go. They, we, we smash cut to the courtroom. He goes, you hit your head pretty hard, is what he says to him. And then they cut to the thing, yeah. And that's when he sentenced to 25 years of life, no early parole. And then he gets busted out just as, or he's about to get busted out. In theory, we'll find out next month, just yeah. as the movie's about to end. Some other tidbits for us. We got some kind of the, the engine tracking shots where you see, like, you know, the gears and the gauges yep. you go through. Yep. And yep. In, a, in a very tasteful way, this movie, we um, get it combined with the GPS. You know what I mean? It's like, it like you, sure. you'll go through the engine, and then it'll come up, and it'll be like, and then you we will guide you this way. Yeah, so I like that. We got That was reminiscent of the first one, of like all the second, third ones. Um, so we still have that going on. I want to see if we continue that, because I feel like I don't remember it as much in the later movies. What else did we get in this movie? Um, oh, we got some vehicles. We did. Did you keep track of vehicles this time? So there's Big Rig, there's like, the oil tanker, there are the cars, obviously, that we drive. What else do we have? Are there any bikes in this movie? Not that I remember. We have a helicopter, though. They follow them in the helicopter, so we get a there helicopter. There is a helicopter. A couple times, there's a different helicopter. I feel yeah. like this is sort of like a, you know, a sort of a tuned back, toned back, reeled back, focus on the cars type of movie. Although I also feel like cars themselves that they're driving aren't as important as they've been in past movies. You're right. We still get Dom in a Charger. We still get Brian in a, in a Skyline in the beginning. But we're now becoming firmly an action movie and a drama series, so the cars are starting to take a back burner here. We get, like, some little nods with the Brian things that we were just talking about, but you're right. Like, we're not all about just cars anymore. We've firmly changed stances, so... It's an action franchise now. It's, it's not definitely a car an movie fr- anymore. It's an action no, franchise. For sure. The only note that I have is I wrote down, it's the best quote in the entire movie, maybe the entire franchise. Letty says to Dom, ride or die, remember? Oh, that tugs at my heartstrings, man. That's everything to me. Yeah, that's everything. The only thing that I have in my notes in my Word document of notes for this movie is that I went on the Fast and Furious, this movie, Wikipedia page. You make me so happy. Go ahead. Just to make sure that I sort of knew all the details of this movie. Just to make sure I had all the details. Yeah. And throughout the entire plot summary, they kept calling him Dominic. There's a wiki page for Dominic Toretto, because that's his name. But then every time in the plot, they were like, Dominic does this. Dominic does that. Dominic talks to this guy. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I went through and I updated every time that they mentioned Dominic to just read Dom. Because he's not Dominic. He is Dominic, but he's not Dominic. He's not Dom. all heroes wear capes, my friend. And I appreciate <laughs> everything that you did this. And the world appreciates it. Thank you. Absolutely. 
So I think that's all the notes I have about Fast and Furious. I'm glad that you liked it more than you did. I did. It's going to really fuck did. up my rankings, dude. I, I'm really going to have to reevaluate my rankings hard next time. Shit, I'm, I'm very confused. I'm conflicted now. I can't wait till we do lap two and we can re-rank them. I know that it was last for me, and I, I don't know if it can stay there or not. We'll see as we go. So speaking of lap two, I want to bring this up now. So we have lap two... We're gonna. I think we're gonna have different guests for each episode for lap two. I think lap three is gonna be the Mike Manzi ride along, where he's gonna watch every movie with us. That's fair. I like this idea. What I wanted to bring up to you is Kara O'Regan, who is one of the co-hosts of Wistful Thinking, said to me, "I would like to do a ride along lap with you because she's never seen any of them." So she's gonna go in clean. Yes. Okay. I was like, look, this is going to be like two years from now. And she's like, that's fine. She can wait. She can wait. We can do a virgin lap. Yeah. Clean engine, new transmission. (laughs) Engine swap. The engine swap. The engine swap. Yeah. We'll do something. No miles. Because I would like for lap two to have eight different guests. Now, the question that we want to say is, should Mike... Like, I feel like Mike is sort of... Even though he's not the host, the co-host, he's not on any of these episodes yet. He's sort of the unofficial co-host in that we talk about him more than we talk about anything else. Yeah. Should he be on any episode in lap two or should we save him for the entirety of lap two? I want to save him. Save him. Save him. So we need to have eight different people for lap two, one per movie. I think we can make it happen. I think I have, I think I have about two friends. (laughs) Hey Joe, you know what? What? You don't have friends. You got family. Oh, thank you, brother. (laughs) Thank you. So but lap yeah. two will be different guests. Lap three will be Mike Manzi right along. Lap four, maybe we'll do something goofy for lap four, whether it's a live commentary lap or whether it's a drunk watch or whether it's a whatever. I want to do something that we just talked about this week, which is as I was uh, doing some research for the Facebook page, I realized yes. that we have a lot of deleted scenes from at least three True. on, and I True. want to do the lost tapes lap really bad where we just go through the deleted scenes and talk what about we them. need to do what actually we've talked about what i thought you were going to say was something different is that you wanted to do a in chronological order lap i do so where does this movie actually fall right before in tokyo terms drift of the franchise right before, right tokyo, before drift. tokyo drift yes but also not because letty's dead and not back from the dead yet so, and also, Gal Gadot is a bad guy in this, but she becomes a good guy, and then something we happens. We have to watch them all to sense. figure it out. We have to watch them all. Or, or like the be- I don't know, because like maybe the beginning of this is right before Tokyo Drift. Like it's unclear. It's very unclear. Han and Gal Gadot are both in five and six. They are together. And in together five and in five and six. But Han leaves for Tokyo. Here, when we were talking about this, I think that Han leaves to go to Tokyo, starts setting it up. Dom calls him's like, bro, I got this really hot chick here. She just wants to bang me so bad. I need somebody to pick up the slack for me. And Han's like, I'll be there tonight. I guess. I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Okay. So yeah, lap four will either be a in chronological order lap or the missing tapes lap. And then lap five might be the uh, engine swap virgin ride along Kara O'Regan co-host of Wistful Thinking. Go check out Wistful Thinking at GageClub.me. As she is interested, she's down to watch eight movies and talk about the more nine than by that point, whatever. Yeah. Or ten. I'm Who down. knows? 
I'm down. But has never seen any of them before, which I think this is going to be so amazing. It's going to be so amazing to hear her talk and like not know that like Letty dies and comes back, or like Han is gone and then comes back, and like it'll be so much more fun to experience it with someone that just has like no concept of how fucked it is yet. Like her go, and also just her going from one to two, where just Paul Walker's a carryover, and then from two to three, where there's no carryover except for Vin at the very end. It's just like. Oh, okay. And then from there on out, like then it's what you're talking about, like with all the like people dying, people coming back, all this different stuff. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it will be really fun to rewatch these again and be surprised for it. I, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm sold. I you could do that. I ultimately really want to do this, and I know that you're probably never going to want to do this with me. But on a long enough timeline, when we run out of shit to do, I want to. Is I want to do the Nos lap where we do whippets and watch the movie. <laughs> And we have Nos while we while we talk about Nos, and I think that will be really really funny to me. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as we get there. Hopefully, but we're gonna be like forty five doing whippets, like talking about Fast and the Furious. It'll be like the most depressing point of my life. <laughs> what was I trying to figure out? I was trying to figure out when we would get to episode one thousand, and I think it's like year thirty or something. <laughs> so we, would, we would be like fifty eight, fifty nine, sixty years old, and just being like, hey. Welcome to this podcast. We've been watching the... Oh, no, 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 that, I was trying to figure out episode 1,000. I was trying to figure out lap 100, which would yeah. be in about 30 years. Yeah. Even worst case scenario, in 10 years, they're like, this is the last film in the franchise. We've done Fast and Furious <laughs> 9, 10. We've done the spinoffs, whatever. Even if we do one, like, you know, we do it like once a year or, what, you know, like, whatever, it's going to take forever to get to lap 100 because i was thinking like what could we do for lap 100 we just gotta switch straight to formula one or something like that because it's just like 100 <laughs> like the indy 500 like we just need to start talking about nascar at that point i do want to say though crossing over to another one of our podcasts on the network another podcast that i do uh charlie Sterren just opened the daytona 500 she was the one oh, who cool. waved the flag at the opening to the daytona 500 and that is the perfect segue to our next segment on the pavement on the streets. It's hitting the pavement and on the on streets. On the streets. On the streets. On the streets with our cast and crew of Fast and the Furious. And I will take the first one. I only have one. So whatever you have, let's go it. And I have one to, to contribute here. Mine is probably yours then, but you didn't say that they were related. This week, it got announced that Gal Gadot is going to be a Gadot is going to Godot. be a presenter at the Oscars this year. Did you see that list of the the new Oscar presenters? Like, it is a stacked list. Like, yeah. it is incredible. Yeah, it looks really great. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Sorry, couldn't Miranda. get that. Yep, mm-hmm. couldn't get that out. Mark Hamill. There's a whole bunch of people in here that look really cool. So, yeah, I'm excited. Mark Hamill, who you might know as the voice of Brigsby Bear. That's right. That's exactly and who that from is. Probably no other movie ever. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, like I I recognize him here. Yeah. <laughs> So there's like there's some people that I know in this list, but Gal Gadot being on it, uh, it's a little tie-in for our episode here. So shout out to her. Go ahead. What's your on the? Well, I want to look at the. Hold on. On the streets. Yeah, Lin Manuel tweeted and he said, "There's Gal Gadot, Mark Hamill, Army Hammer, who yes. is from. He plays the Winklevoss twins in Social Network. He was oh, in the. Okay. Uh, Army okay. Hammer's been in a bunch of stuff. He was also uh, Tonto in the Lone Ranger. Oscar Isaac." 
has been in a ton of things. He will be in our Boyfriend Material podcast. Gina Rodriguez is Jane the Virgin. Gina Rodriguez, who had a great episode of Mark Maron's podcast recently, so go, sh- go check that out. You know, we need to once again plug a podcast that needs promotion from this thriving podcast of Too Fast, Too Furious, Too Forever. Never yes. going to get it right. Even recent, I know the name. I don't know who she is. West Studi, again, same thing. Kelly Marie Tran, again, same thing. And then Zendaya, who we all know, who we'll talk about shortly on the bonus episode of Zack Attack, releasing this month, of The Disaster Artist. So Zendaya in yes. there, in a relationship of sorts with Zac Efron. So that is a solid list of Oscars presenters. My news for On the Streets, I don't know if you remember, We in the last month since we, were, we recorded last, there was the Super Bowl, which was a great game between two was teams a great game. that we both hated. We both hated them, yes. However, there was a Dodge Ram commercial that basically the point of the commercial was, if you want to be a patriot, buy a Dodge Ram. Like, yes. buying a Dodge Ram is the most American thing you can do. On Instagram, Vin Diesel went and said, he, he did a video with his son about, like, this is why I'm proud to be an American, this is the best commercial I've ever seen, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be in the Dodge family, because he does the voice of the Charger commercials. Yes. And he's talking about how, like, how much he loves this commercial, which, by and large, was obliterated by the mainstream, like, by, by everybody on Twitter. Like, yeah. Like, this is not the type of commercial you should be running. Like, don't yeah. equate a sense of patriotism with, like, buying a car. Consumerism and patriotism are kind of inter- interchangeable. Like, sure. American consumerism and our patriotism... They go hand in hand, so I, I might have to disagree a little bit, but go ahead. But Vin Diesel came out and was like, I'm proud to be an American, I'm proud to be part of the Dodge family, These this guys is pay the best me. commercial ever, <laughs> I love it. He had his son like, yep, yeah, best commercial I've ever seen. It was like, oh, okay. That's your news? That was it? That's all I, that's all I got. Okay, that's good. In other news, although she was in this movie just a small part, she's also Michelle Rodriguez, Letty, is going to have a small part on a VR series, like a virtual reality series called The Limit. Oh! Yeah, yeah, so she's going to be in this, like, VR thing, so we're going to look out for that. That'll definitely, we'll cover it. I don't have VR, but maybe we can we can borrow it from someone and uh, watch this new kind of show that she's in that's just apparently going to be virtual reality. It's going to debut mid-2018. I'm excited about that. That was a little bit of news there. Shout out Michelle Rodriguez. And I have one last one, and it's about it. um, Jordana Brewster, who's Mia. Mia. Yeah. Yep. She had an article come out a couple days ago, about a couple weeks ago now, if you're listening as we go, about her advice for men for Valentine's Day. It was pretty much precisely what I expected, ultimately disappointing, but the highlight for me is... Wait, wait, can you tell me, was the highlight for you, record a podcast with one of your male friends if you were a guy? Because that's <laughs> oh, what you yeah. and I did. <laughs> that's exactly what we did on Valentine's Day. We did boyfriend material, we did boyfriend stuff on Valentine's Day. Boyfriend stuff Day. on Valentine's Day, yep. She goes through about like what she really like wants from her husband and like what you should do and it's it's very modern okay cupid responses to stuff like she's like it's all the thought and preparation and stuff like that i lost so much respect for her when they ask her how can a guy go wrong on valentine's day 
And she responds, he believes his wife or girlfriend when she says she thinks it's a Hallmark holiday and doesn't want anything. And I was like, God damn women, just fucking say what you want. (laughs) And that was, that was like, I was just like, she's one of them. And I, and I lost like a little bit of respect for her. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, she does talk about cars in this too, though. And she, cause she, she was like at like some auto trader show or something. She was at like some, I guess that I'm assuming that they just hire her to come to like auto shows to like, you know, be Mia at the auto shows. Sure. And so yeah. she's like talking about cars in this and like saying that they asked her if she was dating a guy, should he consult her about the car that, that she thinks he should get? And she says, no, I like a guy who can make his own decisions. So it was just, yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty horrendous to read. I was hoping (laughs) that it was going to be pretty badass. She's definitely not Letty in real life or Mia in real, uh, she seems, actually, you know, she probably is Mia in real life. Seems pretty Mia. That was the end of, that's my On the Streets. One thing I wanted to mention before that I don't think I mentioned before is that Campos slash Braga, the guy who plays the main villain in this movie, who I kept calling not Tuco, because he reminded me of of the kind of role that Tuco could play. He's kind of Tuco. He's kind of Tuco. He will return in Fast and Furious 6, so he will be back. Yeah, he does. I remember that. Yeah. You were saying about who returns, and I thought that I cut it in there. Like, I snuck it in, but maybe I didn't get... Yeah, maybe I didn't get to say it. Spoiler alert. I do not listen to what you say on this podcast. Good. Yay. That makes it all the easier. (laughs) Next segment is the mailbag segment. We have an email address, family at cageclub.me. This is also a friendly reminder to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash too fast to forever. Uh, go yes. find our podcast on iTunes or whatever service you use. Rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Email us, family at me. I read literally whatever you send. He'll read it. There is no downside here. So if you'll remember, Joe, last month we got an email from Prink Harry, uh, or Prince Prink, Harry, depending oh, on how you want yeah, to spell it. Yeah, Prink Harry, yes. Did he, did he respond? No, unfortunately Fuck. not. But you said, if you respond with watermelon, we will donate $5 to your Ponzi scheme. Yes. You also gave a shout out to Maria and said, if you email us and say watermelon, I listened back and you didn't say you would give her $5. You might have said that you might have donated $5 to Prank Harry's. $5 was going somewhere from your pocket to somewhere. We recorded that episode about a month ago when I was at your house. Rachel yes. was listening. Yes. Shout out, Rachel. Thank you for Behind listening, Rachel. Behind the scenes magic. Rachel messages Maria and says, email this email address, say watermelon. So we got an email address from Maria. We got an email from Maria saying, watermelon subject line, watermelon body. Rachel and Maria conspired to force you to send send $5 to a Ponzi scheme. Sounds good to me. I'll send $5 to my sister because Prink Harry doesn't care about us. Just thank her for that. We only have one other email this week. We do not have any car guesses, but we got an email from Prink Harry. The subject line is secret word. Water and the body the body says watermelon. Sincerely, Prink Harry, and then in parentheses, not and that's actually from Jenny McMullen. So she emailed us Thank you, Jenny. Pretending to be Prink Harry. Oh. Uh, trying what? to get us. So Joe, if you do send <laughs> what a trick money to his Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Send him ten dollars instead of five dollars because <laughs> okay. it's about as official prank Harry emailing via Jenny's account as Rachel messaging Maria and saying, "Hey, email these guys, say watermelon, you'll get five dollars or whatever." So, can I trust you? Do I have faith in you to send prank Harry's Ponzi scheme ten dollars? Yeah, but I'm putting your fucking email address as the return, you <laughs> dummy. 
Just no. Put family at cageclub.me. Your phone number and email address are going to be the... We're, we're, what Western Union do we have to send it through again? I forget. <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. Yeah, it was definitely like, we Western... Email us for the Western Union address or something. So the next thing we have is the segment, This Ain't No 10 Second Race. Boy, do I have a podcast for you. Oh, so I kind of want to make a little addendum to this. So first, before you make the addendum, hold on. I want to check. Okay, so this is the fine. segment where we find someone on Twitter, yes. and we reply to them from the Cage Club podcast Twitter account, and say, boy, do we have a podcast for you, link to our page, hashtag Too Fast Too River, hashtag Fast and Furious. And there is a scoring system, a retweet, get, a like gets one, a retweet gets two points, a reply yes. gets five, and an email gets ten. Yes. Your email or your tweet and my tweet, both of them, unfortunately, got no traction. This ain't no 10-second race, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Keep in mind, listener, this podcast is going to last forever, so eventually the score will not be 0-0. Yes. So what's the addendum you want to add? What do you want to add to this game? I was thinking, did you want to possibly start to include Facebook in the options and send Facebook Facebook is tough only because Facebook's privacy settings are more complicated than Twitter's. Twitter's, you're either public or you're private. Facebook, there's like gray areas in between. It's really kind of unclear. Okay, so we're going to stick to Twitter. Eventually, we might move it to Facebook. I might just go spam a bunch of people talking about Fast and Furious on our Facebook page, just fun. I will use the boy, do I have a podcast for you? Uh, yep. Lay out the template for that to um, do this. But uh, I have already picked my tweet and I sent it to you. And that is it because you have control of the cage club podcast, sure Twitter. Do. And that is the tweet I want you to respond to. It is red tooth bartender from at Ross Branson, who says, I used energy, brain power, and time to do it. I ranked the Fast and Furious films from bottom up, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious 4, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious 6, the first one, Furious 7, and then his favorite film, Fast 5. So aside from Tokyo Drift being low, this is pretty close to where I'm at. It's pretty close to where, yeah, we're we're pretty close here. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Boy, do we have a podcast for you, Red Tooth Bartender. I am excited. I, th- I he's gonna he's gonna respond. I got money on this dude. I would say, you know, I don't want to get too cocky, too confident here, because you never know like what people are gonna do, what people are gonna say, whatever. Send us out right now to Red Tooth Bartender at Ross Branson on Twitter. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Case with that me slash too fast too forever. Hashtag too fast too forever. Hashtag fast and furious. Reply sent. That sent. is, I gotta say, that was a good one, right? A pretty great tweet to respond to. Did you pick yours, my friend? I did not yet. Hold on. Let me let me put this in our little spreadsheet. Okay. Okay. So let me see here. Fast and Furious. There's some good one recents. In the most recents right now, there's a there's a few that I would go with. The one that I saw was just too perfect to not reply it's to. Pretty great. I'm looking right now. There's one from at Ocasia who says, Wait, 
Send are the Fast me. and the Furious and Fast and Furious actually two different movies? That's probably not the person. I mean, choose your battles yourself. But no, I'm not going to. I'm just I'm just looking at people who tweeted about Fast and Furious. The person I think I'm going to do is yeah, send it to me, Kenny at Sarcastic Bargera. I want to read it. I feel like this is not a great answer. Not a great person to go to. I'm going to go with this person, and it's Kenny tweeting at Paul Walker, saying, why aren't you any of the new Fast and Furious movies <laughs> at Paul Walker? Oh, God. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, bud, but there's a very obvious reason why Paul Walker isn't in any of the new Fast and Furious movies. This is either the best or the worst decision we've made. I don't know. I don't know. Kenny, I mean, we're. it's unclear. I don't know if Kenny's going to pull through for me or Kenny's not going to pull through. His name is Sarcastic Baraga, so maybe he's just making a joke. Possibility. Man, that's a, that's a really good... It was a way different turn than I took. I'm trying to fucking win this game is what I'm trying to do. The goal is just to get people interested in the podcast. That's all we want. You know, there's, yeah. no, there's no stakes. There's no betting. There's no... You know, we don't have like a at the end of a year, whoever has X number of points more. No, owes the other none person of this. X, whatever. It's just nope. to get people interested. And so whether Kenny or whether this other person listens, likes, retweets, whatever, that's all we want. That's all we want. Yeah. I hope that we get some responses. I really hope that uh, fucking Red Tooth Bartender comes through for me. And also, just to point out, it doesn't really work like this, Twitter, because Twitter's sort of an ephemeral media. But if we get a like or a retweet or an email or a reply or whatever from anyone from past months, they still count. No, they don't. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, yeah, you're saying, like, if for some reason, like, somebody goes back, finds it, and, like, yeah, if this isn't, like, timed. It's just... The same no, 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 no. Like and I'm also not saying, like, you know, if Jess Montez goes and likes the tweet, that doesn't count. It has yeah, to be exactly. the person we tweeted to. Yes, that exactly. person has to email us or like it or retweet exactly. it or reply. Cool. But if in six months from now, you know, Kenny finds our tweet to him and says, oh, shit, this is exactly up my alley, emails us ten times, even if he doesn't it's do it counts. until then. They stack. I they stack. Yes, exactly. Sure. I agree. A thousand percent. Yeah, that's. I'm with you on that. The rules are good. I'm gonna go blow up some Fast and the Furious Facebook pages, pages. Facebook yep. pages, and I'm just gonna remember Facebook.com/slash Too Fast Too Forever. Number two, the word fast. Number two, the word forever. No spaces, no dashes. Kept it simple. Or just search Too Fast Too Forever on Facebook, and you'll find us. Yeah, you'll find us. We're pretty easy to find. The last segment that we have to talk about on this podcast before we wrap up is the last and next recording. The last thing we recorded was the Boyfriend Material episode for Song to Song, the Ryan Gosling movie, the Terrence Malick movie. So go check that out. The next thing we're recording, one of the most exciting movies, arguably, in Channing Tatum's filmography, Supercross. Go check oh, out Dude, I'm Magic so Mike's stoked for Supercross. Supercross. I'm so stoked for Supercross. And then lastly, in a month from today, return here on April 1st, on April Fool's Day. Come back for Fast Five. Also before then, between now and then, don't know exactly when it'll come out. Target date of March 13th. Zack Attack bonus episode for bonus the episode. Artist. Bonus episode. So you can now buy or maybe rent, but I think at least buy the Disaster Artist on Amazon.com, on Amazon Prime, on Amazon Video. Cool. Blu-ray comes out March 13th. So our goal, as always, is to release the episode on the date the Blu-ray comes out. Go check out Zack Attack. Like we said, I think, 
on the Boyfriend Material episode. Unless you search Ryan Gosling, unless you search Fast and Furious on iTunes or wherever you listen to this, you probably are listening to this because you liked Zack Attack. So if you're still subscribed to Zack Attack, new episode coming to you, hopefully, in the next two weeks. Yep, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. That's all I got for segments. That's all I got for news. That's all I got for everything. Do you have any other last thoughts about Fast and Furious before we wrap up? And look ahead nah, to man. Fast Five. Nah, man. I want to get to Fast Five, though. I want to rewatch it. I, I really like Fast Five, so I'm stoked for next month. I think it'll be a good one. It'll be a fun one. We, we really we covered this movie. I'm glad that my perspective changed on it. I know that you said you'd only seen it once, and, and I'm yep. also very most surprised and excited to check out our re-rankings when we do them. Yeah. Yep. Because you know that I don't remember mine at all. Like, I have a vague outline of them. But, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they they morph. So if you want to go back and you want to listen to the three previous episodes, hear what we have to say about those, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash forever. You can email us, family at cageclub.me. You can hear the three episodes previous. You can find, obviously, this episode, everything coming up next. This episode comes out on March 1st, which means that today we have officially announced that the Real Bad podcast is now officially part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Go check that out. It's about the movies that are real bad and why they want to hurt us. It's not just another bad movie podcast where they just trash movies. It's people who know about film. What's really cool about the podcast, I think, film, is that they want to fix the movies. They They actually have concrete suggestions at the end, like, how would you fix this? Would you have to burn it down? Are there things you could do to tweak it? And then cool. at the end of the episode, they also offer suggestions that, like, if you want a good movie, they call it real good, if you want a movie that is like the movie they're talking about but is actually a good version, go check X, Y, or Z out. Oh, So cool. it's people That's really who cool. talk about bad movies, which obviously you and I both love, but it's more than that. It's people who like the art of movie making, who know how to make movies, who know how to write movies, who know how to edit movies, and are able to talk eloquently about why these movies specifically are bad and what they could be done to fix them, what good versions of those movies exist in reality. So go check out Real Bad. In two days, come check out Mike Manzi's podcast, Third Time's a Charm. He'll be on here in short order for lap three, the ride-along lap. He'll be on the next episode of Boyfriend Material, the Nice Guys episode. He'll be on, check that out. Email us car pictures, like we said. Family at Please. Cage Club. I mean, email us car pictures. I will describe them to Joe, give him a couple hints. He will try to guess those. Things went really well last month. Got no car pictures today, but... Sadly. I, last month was awesome. We had, like, a bunch of car pictures. They were awesome. Yeah, Melissa sent in that picture of Ralph Lauren's car. Jenny sent in that beautiful picture of the car that of her, her husband restored. Car. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was yeah. gorgeous. So, again, just sending car pictures. They don't have to be your car. They can be any car family at cageclub.me. Let us know what you think about the show, about the movies, Why about the franchise. Us. Send us car Why picks. you hate us? Why you hate me? I will read anything on the teleprompter. Family at cageclub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll see you next time on Too Fast, Too Forever, and Ride or Die. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 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 we gotta sing a song too. <laughs> <laughs>